Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show, the morning after edition, whatever you want to call it. I'm just trying that one on for size right now. But we've got three games to break down across the NBA today. Not that many, which means we can go a little bit more in depth to a few of them here. We did have two blowouts, but one that was <laughs> a lot of fun. So we're going to break down those. And then we've got a little bit of news, including... Yeah, that's right. Maybe the Simmons siren coming up right after that. So make sure you stick around after our game breakdowns. But uh, Keith, good morning. And uh, what game do you want to start with? Yeah, let's start with the the first one. It was a light night, so we would have loved to go in depth. But <laughs> two of these games were absolute wrong. Yeah. They, they weren't even close. Uh, Atlanta blew out Dallas 113-87. It was close to the half, and then the Hawks just blew their doors off in the third quarter and, and uh, raced out to a big lead and then kind of ran off and hid uh, for Atlanta. Kind of good to see them after taking that big step forward last year come right in against what we think is a quality team. We'll find out over the right. next uh, month or so here in Dallas, but come out and really just handle their business. So with relative ease, Trey Young, 19 points, 14 assists, Ooh. and John Collins, 16 points, nine rebounds. They were the only two Hawks that played over 30 minutes in this game. He did get a Trey Young foul called for him. Yep. Um, so I saw that. Uh, that was... You know, and I have some people saying, oh, well, no, see, he didn't really jump back. He jumped more up <laughs> on this one. I'm like, man, you know what he's trying to do there. Let's just let's let's. Yeah. But you know what? It's going to be a little bumpy early, early going in the season. Yep. Um, I was pretty impressed with the Hawks. I thought they looked good. They looked looked pretty crisp on both ends of the floor. I really like that when you look on paper, you think, man, this Hawks team has a lot of depth. They've got a lot of guys that can do a lot of things. And then you watch the game and that's what you see play out. You see a lot of players yep. chipping in. I mean, look, every single starter, double digit scoring. And then Cam Reddish coming off the bench and drops 20 that's a good sign moving forward that it's not all focused on one guy. And that's the exact contrast of the Mavericks where pretty much if it's not yep. Luca doing stuff, there's, there's nothing. You don't have anything really for the Mavs unless Jalen Brunson occasionally can get some, some things going, but uh, it, it's a stark contrast between these two teams and two very young, talented players in Trey Young and Luka Doncic who are going to be forever connected. But uh, the yep. Hawks, I thought did what we hoped they would do. And the Mavs looked kind of unfortunately like we hope what we hope they wouldn't in terms of being completely reliant upon Luca. Yeah, in in the Hawks too played without Gallinari and Okongwu. Mm -hmm. uh, Gallo's just dealing with some minor stuff, and then Okongwu is going to be out probably until around the holidays. It sounds like, or maybe after even after first of the year. But you're, you're absolutely right. They've got great depth. Uh, Clint Capello looked really good. 12 points, 13 rebounds. I mean, all six of his shots. Uh, they, they blocked nine shots in this game, yes. too. Uh, DeAndre Hunter just kind of becoming... DeAndre Hunter, I think, is the next Mikhail Bridges if the Hawks take that step, where it's going to be like, wow, this guy's really good. He's a combo 3-4. Mm -hmm. You can get a lot of stuff out of him. Can kind of shoot. Can kind of do a little bit off the bounce. Really good defender. So, so we'll see. On the Dallas side, I don't know what that offense was. It was an absolute It mess. was Savas Luca. They, yeah, it, but it was also like posting up Dorian Finney-Smith on plays, uh, running shots that were designed to get mid-range jumpers for Porzingis and Hardaway. Yeah. I just, it, it, Jason Kidd needs to figure this out. I, I know when he was a head coach before, and he talked a lot about how much he's learned over the last couple of years as an assistant, but he, he 
he was big on we don't need to shoot a lot of three pointers and those kind of things. Well, mm-hmm. you have one of the best guys in the league who can create them for himself and others. And and they did get up for three pointers, but it was because they were taking a lot of them in comeback mode right. and kind of launch and fire. And then there was extended garbage time in this game as well. So yeah, I just I, I don't feel this one didn't leave me feeling very good uh for an opener about Dallas. Again, game one, we're not gonna overreact exactly. too much. But I think this is one of those ones where you can kind of look at it and say, all the things we were worried about kind of came to light here. Well, and, you know, we hope for a bounce-back campaign from Christoph Sporzingis. Four for 13 shooting is not great. Five boards, uh, two blocks. But here's what, what really got me. Four turnovers. If you're Porzingis, you're not a guy who's yeah. really a creator where you would expect him to have high turnover. Like, Luca is going to get turnovers because he's creating for sure. everybody else. Porzingis is more yeah. of a catch-and-finish type of a guy with the perimeter skills as well. He shouldn't rack up turnovers to that degree. And so that's no. that's a concern there for me. Um, I'll tell you what. There's one play, though, that I really like just in terms of the mentality. I liked seeing this. It was uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Drove baseline and went to dunk. And you mentioned all the blocks from the Atlanta Hawks. So Tim Hardaway Jr. drives baseline. Looks like he's got an open dunk. I know John Collins about. comes flying in. <laughs> comes flying in and he's able to stop the dunk. He fouls him. But he comes flying in and stops the the dunk, right? And Hardaway Jr., he hits the ground. It wasn't too hard of a, of a foul. But, you know, it was – I certainly wouldn't have wanted sure. to absorb it, right? And rather than Tim Hardaway Jr. getting upset or John Collins flexing to the crowd or scowling or anything like that, John <laughs> Collins picks him up, right? Usually you see the guy's teammates yeah. run over and, and help him up. Now, John Collins picks up Tim Hardaway Jr., slaps him on the butt, says, nice play. And then they go on. And I'm like, that's just a, a great mentality from the Hawks that, hey, I came over, I made the play, nothing malicious or anything like that. And we know we don't have to act tough or anything like that. We're kicking your butts anyway. So, hey, good good try on the dunk attempt there. I, yeah, I think it was probably more of that last one more than anything yeah. of, you know, hey, we're, we're stomping your heads yep. in here. Yeah, I don't have anything else on this one. It was just, you know, good to see the Hawks sure. come out and do, do their thing and roll over a... a a team that we hope will be better. Um, moving on to a game. This is where we'll make up ground yes. in the show, Trevor, <laughs> right here. Uh, the Miami Heat oh my goodness. beat the Milwaukee Bucks by 42. <laughs> and this game was never close. Oh. Uh, the Bucks had, uh, I want to say it was um, five points, maybe in like midway through, in the first eight minutes of the game. Uh, when, when I was watching them, they, they might have been they might have got one more basket before it actually ticked past the eight minute mark. And then from that point forward, other than casually flipping over during commercials, I did not spend a lot of time on this uh, one yeah. uh, reading through the recap and the Bucks fans. They didn't play Brooke Lopez. Drew Holiday also sat out. Lopez had some uh, back stiffness. Holiday uh, had that uh, right heel contusion. So he did. Neither thing expected to be a big deal, but that kept both of them out. And just the Bucks looked like they were having a little ring night hangover. Uh, they looked good on opening night, but it looked like this one was there. And then I think for Miami, you had a Heat team that is looking to prove, hey, when we beat this team two years ago, that wasn't a fluke. Mm-hmm. Like They got us last year, but we're still still a good team. And they, they really came out and just handled their business. Kyle Lowry 
didn't shoot it well, but really did a nice job. I thought running the team, getting them in, in stuff. Uh, Tyler Hero talked a lot about how um, he's never played with a point guard that just gets you set mm-hmm. up where you need to be. He had a huge game off the bench, 27 points. He's looking for a big bounce back season. Uh, Bam did his thing. Jimmy Butler, just all around a good, 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 uh, you know, first uh, game for the Miami Heat because this was their own. Yeah, it is. It is kind of funny that this is kind of the performance I was expecting out of the Bucks on opening night because that's typically what happens yeah. on ring night. And no, they came out <laughs> yeah. firing and wanted to prove something against the Nets. And now it hit them. Um, of course, injuries are, are a factor. That was Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday being out. But you mentioned Tyler Hero blew up on my bench in fantasy. But uh, great, great game for him. He looked really good in preseason. And so it's nice to see that translate here to a regular season performance. 27 points in 24 minutes is, is, uh, is great, great stuff from him. So solid performance there. Good rebound and assist numbers too yeah. for Hero. Six and he, five. he did a lot. Yeah. yeah, he really yeah. he really looked good for them. So that's a great sign moving forward. And I'm not I mean, I'm not going to worry about the Bucks here. I think this is a combination of the injuries and the ring night thing and, and all of that. And Miami just being really fired up. They'll move on to the next yeah. one and be just fine. Yeah, I don't want to overrate how good the Heat no. are because of this. And I don't I'm certainly not going to take anything out of Milwaukee. Thank God the last game of the Ooh, night saved fun us. One. <laughs> it was a good yes. one. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Curry came out and hit nine shots in the first quarter, I'm pretty certain he didn't hit the rim on any of them. I I mean, he was just dialed in from the jump. Uh, 45 points. He he did what he does. He had a bomb late in the game that that, uh, put put them up. Um, You know, it is just... He he's just special. You know, it it was funny. I, I only saw very little of this, but I saw a couple people say... Should he have made the all 75 team? And I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Like, it, it, this guy is one of the best players in the history of the he's game. He's the best shooter ever, you right? Know, he, he's just, yeah, easily the best shooter ever when you factor in volume yeah. and accuracy. So, yeah, that's just dumb. Um, uh, Andrew Wiggins chipped in. Draymond Green, Draymond Green game. My guy, Jordan Poole. Come on, man. Let's pick it up. Well, let's get going here. Four, this 14. is two, two uh, rough shooting games in a row and seven turnovers. Yeah, what was that? Uh, for Jordan Poole. Um, but yeah, but they, they, they did enough against a Clippers team that was pretty shorthanded and, and, uh, didn't, didn't have some of their guys, but if I'm the Clippers, despite the loss, I leave this feeling a little more encouraged that get a couple of those guys back who are out and they, they're going to be okay. So Steph went berserk, right? And he, and the Clipper and the, the Warriors were up big. They were up big, big. I think at one point yeah. it was 20 and we're talking about in the first half. And the Clippers yeah. didn't go away. They battled back and actually, I believe, had the lead at halftime by one. They, yeah, they had a one-point like, lead at halftime. Like, that's that's a great sign that you got. It would have been very easy at that point to just go, well, crap. Steph is, Steph is doing Steph yeah. things. He's going crazy. This, Warriors home opener. Yeah, this is not going to yeah. be our night. Yeah. And the Clippers, they battled right back. They, they got some stops, hit some big threes. Paul George started going crazy, especially when he got mad at the referees. He would not stop he <laughs> yeah. was going after the refs and would not stop chirping at them yeah, it was a little i thought he was gonna i thought lost. so too i thought so too because yeah. uh there was a, a point where he's uh lined up for free throws and he just kept going like he had just gotten a tech and he just kept going at the referees they never threw him out and he wound up having a, an incredible performance 29 points uh 10 boards six or 11 boards six assists so that was impressive from him uh the clippers they, they showed fight and so that's a uh, credit to them and their mentality in a game where it would have been very easy just to say, you know what, tonight's not our night. Let's get the next one. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think too, uh, when, when we think about, about the, the Clippers, uh, their depth is really, really good. It, it's just some of the guys who played today will play a little bit less. I think they'll slot into more, uh, roles that make sense for them. Uh, to be in and not have to play such a big role a league. For example, Eric Bledsoe played 30 minutes. He played well, 22 points. But I think if he is, if you're relying on him to play 30 minutes a night, you're probably going to be, that's just not where you want to be if you're, mm-hmm. you're the Clippers. Now, what was very interesting was, too, Bledsoe played, they kind of used him like Bruce Brown on the Nets last year, we did a lot of screening yeah. and a lot of stuff. And that's that's something I think we're going to see more teams work into where it is play a small guy, but a guy who's big enough. He's enough bulk to set screens. And then as he becomes a role man, he can either finish himself or he's a much better passer than your normal roller is. And you can get some different looks out of that. So that, that was a fun wrinkle. Ty Lue's a really good coach. Yes. He he is you know really really good um you know I, I think it's almost he's become underrated because of uh, people think well it's it was LeBron then and now right. it's Kawhi and PG but I, I think he's a really good coach so yeah I'm not uh I, I'm not worried about the Clippers as you said they fought back they they had a chance if Reggie Jackson shoots slightly better than four of nineteen they probably win yeah. this game. And we we're probably having a slightly different conversation this morning, but that that'll come and all around uh, Marcus Morris. I thought he was disappointing. I thought his defense was, was kind of rotten uh, in this one. I didn't think he really brought it and they need that with Kawhi yeah. out. He, he, he's got to kind of be, be that guy, but yeah, all, all around a, uh, you know, it was a really fun one to kind of close, close out the, the night. The uh, Warriors slightly, uh, slower paced game just slightly but if you look at the box score 83 shots went up so that looks a little odd but 21 turnovers like that's crazy 13 from curry and pool uh combined and and again curry's gonna turn it over some they're gonna turn it over some but when they lose games that's when 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 they get caught is because they're throwing the ball all over the yeah the, i mean to, the warriors lost the turnover battle it's 21 to 7 only seven turnovers for the clippers seven. you're very <laughs> yeah. rarely going to see that in fact the, this may end up being the only game that you see this happen and where the the turnover discrepancy is that large where one team does yeah. a great job and the other team is terrible and the team that was terrible actually yeah. won you you're not going to get that unless you shoot 50 percent from three and that's basically what the yeah. warriors did in this and that's one. what they did yeah because because the three-point shooting was roughly the same as far as number it makes free throws were were basically the same as far as attempts it makes so yeah it was just they 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 turned it over yeah. a ton and their defense was 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 pretty good for because i think people still will look at this and say 115 to 113 how good was the defense well they held them to 44 percent. that's not great but but they they got the stops when they needed especially in the fourth quarter yep. uh, i thought the warriors defense really did what it's supposed and to once do. again the warriors uh they they did the same thing to the lakers actually beat them in offensive boards uh 10 to 7 here for the Warriors, and that's a credit to them, and they're because they're not they're not a big team, but a lot of threes, a lot of long bounces, and yep. they're very good at corralling those. So they were able to do that. But I'll yep. tell you what, from just an overall perspective, this game 
from a basketball viewpoint was a lot of fun. You saw two offenses that ran a yeah. lot of things that were that you just went, "Ooh, that was that was a really nice play." Like when Curry really got going, mm -hmm. and then the Clippers had Terrence Mann pick him up, essentially three quarters court. Just said, "Stay glued to him." Yeah, Don't have to. And then, yeah. and so what the Warriors did, they didn't even need to take a timeout or anything like that. They went right into it. They knew exactly <laughs> what they were going to do. They gave the ball to Iguodala, yep. said, we trust you as a passer, put him up top, had Curry run and set a pin down screen, and then ran a screen, the screener action with Bielitsa and popped Curry free. And I thought that was, that was brilliant. It was an absolutely brilliant yeah. play because you're either going to get Curry, the space he needs to shoot a three, which is what, what happened, or both guys are going to go, oh no, that's Steph Curry. They're going to go with him and Bielitsa is getting a layup out of it. It was just a brilliant play call. Yep. We saw the Clippers run stuff that was specific for certain players. Luke Kennard setting a screen, slipping, and then getting into the paint and getting a little uh, a little floater in the lane, which is great for his skill set. It's a shot he can hit. Both teams, I thought, did a really yep. nice job tailoring their offenses to the talent that's on the team. Yeah, and um, I I mentioned before, but those actions where they used Bledsoe yes. as a screener, like that 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 was that was good stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last thing for me, my only thought on this is Steph Curry going to lead the league in rebounding. Yeah, right. What, what, what do we Two think? games in a row, row 10, of, 10 of, of ten rebounds. <laughs> yeah, he's leading the team yeah, in rebounding 10, at least. Ten rebounds. Yeah, right. So uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll see. Yeah, I mean that's the way it's going. <laughs> Are right you now. ready to jump into some news? Let's do it. Let's pause for just a moment to talk about DraftKings. The NBA is back, and a DraftKings sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just five dollars on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win two hundred dollars in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah. Washington, gotta love those dollar bills. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Dan download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code FRONTOFFICE. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with the promo code front office this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposited and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. All right. Here uh -oh. we go. Oh. The Simmons siren. Oh, we had to do even it. Even in the morning. We had to Simmons do the Simmons siren. siren. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bright, bright and early Simmons siren. More news. Uh, yeah. So the latest on Ben Simmons. He, as we know, suspended for the opener on Wednesday. The team did not have practice on Thursday uh, because they're playing Friday. NBA teams often will not practice games in between like that. Um but players come in for treatment. They come in to do individual workouts. Simmons was scheduled to come in and go through an individual workout. He came in, uh, said his back was sore, uh, underwent, it sounds like, very minor treatment. I, I don't know exactly what that mm -hmm. means. And then he left the facility. Uh, after that, we had kind of a source off uh, from either side. It's pretty clear to tell who's uh, reporting yep. for who here in this one. But it was uh, essentially... The the end thing is 
Ben Simmons isn't going to play anytime no. soon. Um, the Sixers are saying he's he's not there. Like he's just he's not there. He's just not playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some from the reporting is Simmons is not mentally ready to play and that also his back is bothering him and that he just needs more time to get ready to play. Sounds like the Sixers are kind of calling bull on that and don't necessarily believe that that's the case. And I mean, this is just how he's trying to hold out. But then on top of it, Daryl Morey then did a radio interview where he basically said, I think the exact phrasing was buckle in. This is going to take a while. And then he said, I'll wait all four years. If I have to, I'm not just going to give this guy away. We have a value for him. You know, we're, we're, we're not going to do this. And that's where it starts to get a little, all right, there's clearly some hyperbole in Mm -hmm. there, but this, yeah, this is just, he's not going to play for them for, I continue to believe he'll never play another game for them. Uh, But there's not a trade coming in the next few days. Well, this is what, this is what we thought was going to happen, right? Okay. Simmons is reporting now he's there. Might he really play in games all this? And, and the, the pessimists were constantly saying, well, eh, well, just wait. I bet there's going to be some kind of little injury or something that's going to pop up. And here we go. Right now he's got, you've got the two sides, right? You've got the back spasms, which what, like, how likely do you think it is that he actually has back spasms right now? Not, Not very, right? I mean, it's, I mean, it's possible. That, right, and that's a very hard thing to... Uh, to actually prove right. exactly that that you do or don't because it's not like they can do an x-ray or those exactly. kind of things it's not generally something that could be seen so yeah that and that's why right and, and so if you were going to make up an injury to try to get out of playing and get out of being in the game and all those sorts of things a back spasm would be a really good thing to to yep. use now that maybe he really does have back spasms right we can't say for certain but sure. but again this would he this may. would be if you were running that playbook that's probably the injury that you would go to so that's where that gets a little bit suspicious but then the reporting that he's not mentally prepared to play what is he mentally prepared to do? He's a he's a basketball player, right? And I understand there's obviously a lot of extenuating circumstances here and everything, but this is just sure. getting crazier and crazier. And then for Daryl Morey to say, buckle up, we're still demanding a high price. The guy is sitting out like, what do you expect him to go on the radio and then teams to go, oh, he said he might wait four years. Okay, let's let's up the <laughs> offer now. Yeah, now I have to offer. Yeah, Damian sorry, Lillard. Damian yeah, Lillard. Daryl yeah. Morey said he might wait four years, so we're going to yeah. send you over to the 76ers now. Nah, it's, it's not happening. Yeah, this continues to me to be everybody looks bad yes. here. Simmons looks bad. His group looks bad. Uh, Morey and the Sixers look bad. This just it, Doc Rivers now – Doc has been bad, I think, from the jump on this. But now I think as we get to this point, you start to look at him and the other players and say, man, like this is just a distraction that exists that that you just don't need. And and I really start to feel if I was the Sixers, I got to move on from this just to for I know we're talking about mental health a little bit here, but for the mental health of the entire organization. Like we just got to eliminate this and go forward. And and I get it. That, and that doesn't mean you need to give them away. There's been credible reports that they've been offered pretty good stuff yeah. for Ben Simmons. It, no, but there's as many credible reports that they were holding out for Damian Lillard. 
Guess what? It's not happening. Yeah. Damian Lillard said he's not doesn't want to trade it, and the Trailblazers certainly don't want to no. trade him. Oh, there's been stuff you know, they're holding thing. out for Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal has said, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to be here in Washington. Now, you can say, guys say these things, it changes all the time. That's two different situations than normal. This is not a guy saying, no, I want to be here. And then, yeah, a couple months later, you, you find out he wants traded. These are two guys who have repeatedly said on the record themselves, not through sourcing, exactly. but directly themselves, I don't want to go anywhere. This is where I want to be. And there are also guys that have been there for a decade now. So it's not, this is not some guy who's in year four in a place or even year five. These guys are locked in here. So I just, and, and I'm not saying just take the first deal that presents itself, but go find a workable deal. You do not need to win it. It does not need to be this overwhelming return or anything like that. You just need to get what, get what you can get within reason and, and move on. That doesn't mean they should take Kevin Love back right, in right. the trade and just say, well, yeah. we're done and you know, wash the hands of it just because that's an easy salary match. That I'm not saying that, but go find a, a workable trade so everybody can move on. Because the reality is, too, just as a basketball fan, I like watching Ben Simmons play basketball. Like he's still, mm -hmm. you know, a good player. Like that's what's now become this thing of like, it sounds weird to say like people are like, but he's not good. He sucks anyway because he won't shoot. But they can't trade him too far. For, for nothing. Well, that in, in but in those two things don't connect, no. right? You can't say a guy sucks because he won't shoot, but you can't trade him for nothing. If he sucks, then you can trade him for nothing, or he doesn't suck, so you need to hold out for for more. So it, it's just this is just a mess, and it's going to continue to to be so. My guess is we're going to get more of this where he kind of half shows up, half doesn't, and then, and then we go uh, with, with this. I get the emotional response from fans, from especially like from Sixers fans. Like they they hate, sure. hate Ben Simmons at this point. That's yeah. And that's not even yep. just a, a, a strong word to use. That's, that's how they feel right now towards Ben Simmons. 100%. And I understand why, but you can't in one hand say he's never worked on his game, he's terrible, and then at the same time say yeah. we demand top dollar for him. We're not – getting forced yep. into some low ball trade. Yep. You're not going to force That's the narrative, right. all this kind of stuff, right? They, we've heard all these rants. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But it feels like right now, the 76ers, they're just kind of waiting for the next disgruntled star because it's not Lillard. It's not Beal. There's nobody else on the horizon that wants out that is a star level player. If that's the the bar they have they have set that it's got to be a star, you might be waiting for a while. Yeah. And then is that star going to want to be a 76er? That matters, yep. right? I mean, if you yep. have a guy with one year left on his contract, and again, I'm not even saying anybody in particular, and they say, I want out, but I don't want to be a 76er, then you just waited for nothing. You just waited yep. all this time for somebody else to hit the market. And right now, there's no obvious player that's going to be on the market. Things, no. things happen. There will be yep. somebody at some point. But what's going to happen between now and then? What happens to the Sixers in the standings? What happens to Joel Embiid and his MVP campaign and all these different things? It just doesn't make sense. Find something that works. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it is a deal with the Wolves and you do something around D'Angelo Russell. I would imagine if the Kings had said De'Aaron Fox, it would probably be already done. But maybe there's somebody sure. else out there that's of a slightly lower tier, but overall can still lift up your team in the aggregate you can get a few pieces back that's probably the best case scenario for the 76ers but it doesn't feel like that's what yeah. they want i think what also is important to note and bobby marx has kind of hammered this home repeatedly is 
a lot of guys can't be traded right now yes. because players who sign deals over the summer can't be traded until December 15th. Some can't be traded till January 15th if they resigned with their current teams. So we've got a good amount of players who can't be traded. So that to me is they're dug in. That's the next uh, window to that's look for. Now is that December 15th window. That's that's it's commonly referred to as the early trade mm-hmm. window uh, in the NBA, because that's when all these guys can be traded and you're about two months out from the trade deadline at that point. So it's, this probably doesn't resolve before then is my guess. And I don't think we see him play in a game before then. And then, and then, then we'll, we'll see, you know, kind of where it goes uh, from. In there. other words, want to do a couple injury updates? Yeah. Keep that Simmons siren ready there. That's uh that's, that's the bottom yeah. line, right? Yeah. But yes, let's do a couple injury exactly. updates. Uh, I'll start with, with my guy, Kendrick Nunn uh, dealing with a high, dealing with an ankle sprain originally. It looked like he was going to maybe make the Lakers opening night game, but then they pushed it back. One sounded like he was going to play against the Suns. And then he said, hey, my knee's bugging me a little bit. And a bone bruise was discovered in his knee now. And so he'll be reevaluated in two to three weeks. Man, when it rains, it pours. The Lakers have so many rotation guys that are out at this point. I long Especially in the back. It's nuts, Keith. I tried. I sat down yesterday and I tried to do this little experiment. I said, all right, I'm going to try to make a Lakers rotation that has neither two bad shooters or more than two bad shooters on the floor at the same time or two bad defenders on the floor at the same time, it's all but impossible. Like because of all the guys who are sidelined, are there guys that would be more two-way players? So uh, Kendrick Nunn, unfortunately, he's going to be reevaluated in a few weeks, which puts him sort of on the same timetable as Taylor Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker is probably about three weeks out for being reevaluated from his thumb ligament surgery. So uh, tough blow again for the Lakers. Yeah, and, and my my guess is uh, Avery Bradley's probably going to play a lot now. He's going to have to because he he is one of the few guys who can kind of play two ways, and and he also fits because he he doesn't need the ball in his hands to to do stuff. Right. He's content to spot up and cut and those kind of things. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a that, that's a little you know worth worth monitoring there i don't think we talked about it before um but just to to note it uh karis lavert it was announced was going to miss at least the first four games yeah. uh for the pacers so and that then uh, he'd be reevaluated there so first four games that's roughly a week and a half two weeks uh so we'll see you know what that looks like and then the orlando magic um gary harris on opening night uh, was getting ready to start going through warm-ups and was a late scratch as he felt hamstring tightness and he's now uh the, the, already six players out with injuries for Orlando oh. and the season's just getting started. Harris um, joins Michael Carter Williams, who is out uh, for a while, Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac, who are still recovering from, from the uh, uh, torn torn up knees. Uh, those two guys are working their way back. Chumo Kiki is out with uh, hips, hip uh, soreness. And then each one more uh, who was signed as kind of the veteran mm-hmm. guard to help all the young guards on the roster. Uh, he's also got a sore knee. So, so he's out. So it's going to be going to be kids. And they've only got 10 players available right now. Uh, or I bet is it 10, 11? No, it's 10. Yeah. So 10 players available going into your second game of the season. Like that's, that's, you know, yeah, that that's that's rough. You know, they, they're they're gonna have to uh, you know sort through that and, and figure that out uh, here pretty Not soon. Ideal. You've got a few teams now that are that are sitting around with uh, with a number of players sidelined. Uh, at least the Magic are more playing for ping pong balls this season, but still, sure. 
not great because you want to have just that, not where you no, want. No, you want to have to, those guys out there to develop. Even here. if you're going to lose, you want them out there to develop, right? Yeah. And just to kind of get that chemistry and all that. And so it's hard to do that if they're if they're sidelined. So one interesting thing to note too, they only have filled one of their two two way mm -hmm. spots. So my guess is now that Harris is going to be out for a while, we're going to see that second two way spot. Basically, everyone who is waived. Uh, over the course of the last few days is now all cleared waivers uh, in that. So now, now you're you're into more normal uh, free agency period. So my guess is they'll, they'll fill that second two-way spot just for, if for no other reason, just have another right. healthy body uh, available. Because be, being down uh, six guys already is, is – is, that, that's a bit much yeah. uh, to, to deal with. Uh, last story, this one we're, we're going to present it um, – just because it's news and it's newsworthy. Ennis oh, yes. uh, Cantor um, had comments on social media prior to the Celtics opener on Wednesday um, where he was commenting on the free Tibet movement. Uh, he addressed his comments to, um, and I apologize if I say the name wrong, I'm going to do my best, but I think it is Xi Jinping, um, who is China's leader, and he addressed him as brutal dictator. Uh, and then went on to talk about human rights issues and uh, across China and how um, China has is essentially trying to eliminate the culture and the people of Tibet. That the result of those comments was Boston's game was pulled from the air um, by Tencent. Uh, Tencent is an ESPN partner uh, who also partners with the NBA that does most of the broadcasting of games in China, uh, that they were pulled from the air. Uh, any recent games that are available on their streaming service, just like it is mm -hmm. here, right? You can go on lead yeah. pass. And if you have subscription and pull up old games, uh, they are not available now. Celtics games, uh, as well as all of their upcoming games are also marked as unavailable. The leading Celtics, um, fan account on Weibo, right. which is essentially Twitter. their version of Twitter, um, also said they will no longer tweet about the team um, and, and uh, issued a statement about the dignity of China. I'm paraphrasing, I, so I apologize, and I don't have it right in front of me. Um, but they will no longer tweet about the team. And that means the Celtics and the 76ers are not having their games aired. In China, the 76ers are because Daryl Morey works for the 76ers. So we remember two years ago, Daryl Morey made his comments about uh, Hong Kong, right. free Hong Kong, um, which caused a, a big uproar. I know you know because the Lakers were, they were there. in the middle of it. <laughs> um, yeah, they were right in the middle of it. So now we are in a position where those two teams are not being aired. So uh, that that ban was initially on Maury's uh, team with the Rockets and his last year with the Rockets. And then and that, as he moved to Philadelphia, it was tra transferred to uh, the last two years of Philadelphia. So, uh, so just something to keep in mind. Two teams are off the air. It's not the entire league as it briefly was. Uh, after the Maury, um, uh, you know, firestorm was created. So we'll see you know, where this goes. Um, but I don't expect uh, Ennis Cantor to withdraw his thoughts. No. He has been uh, very um, outspoken about that. He's also regularly outspoken about um, uh, the Turkish government, which still has an arrest warrant out for him. Uh, it's only been uh, in the last couple of years, Cantor has been even allowed to travel to Canada um, because he is on the Interpol watch list to be arrested uh, if necessary. So it's, um, you know, I think most people are kind of 
taking a blind eye to that yeah. a little bit and saying, hey, we're not going to cause this. But uh, Ennis Cantor does not travel um, other than to Canada outside of the United States anymore. Um, people ask all the time why he doesn't play for the Turkish national team. That's well, why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's, yeah he's, he's, he probably will never return to Turkey um, unless there's a major change in uh, leadership of the country. But just a story to, to cover because it is you know, related to – Things. Um, we'll see if there's a financial impact uh, to this after the Maury uh, uh, initial comments a couple years ago. There was a huge worry that if they lost all revenue in China, you know, what that could turn into because it is it, basketball is wildly popular in China. It is um, extremely popular. It's arguably the most popular. Uh, I don't think arguably. I think it is definitely yeah. the most popular U.S. sport uh in china and you know i saw people that were suggesting that Cantor didn't play for the boston celtics and on opening yeah, night because of that or something like that no i don't think yeah, that had, had that had anything yeah, to do no. with it but no no absolutely not it was just a game flow thing they, they there was no spot to no. play him necessarily in in that game so yeah so we'll see where that goes but that tends to be the response if china gets any criticism they shutter the doors on whatever that that is and like you said it was two years ago with with daryl morey but still not showing yeah. this well two, two seasons, seasons not really two calendar <laughs> <Yeah>. years <laughs> well actually three seasons now what well we're we're a third season right. or second season removed so yeah so we're in a third season since that happened but yeah two years ago yeah time, time's a weird thing with the nba when you start measuring this because i think the lakers beat the heat in the finals yesterday it pretty much was yeah. and then <laughs> the, you know the day after that was the the bucks uh winning, winning over the suns yeah so. it's uh it, it well that the year the the gap and everything kind of threw us off and yeah that's where we're at now but anyway we'll, we'll oh uh -oh. hey update i'm not gonna sound the siren again but sham sharani i just Ooh. reported ben simmons spoke to doc rivers joel Embiid, and entire 76ers team today and accepted everyone needs to take responsibility including himself but simmons informed them all that he's not mentally ready to play yet and needs time okay so that's interesting. Well, I mean, at least there's communication I mean, I guess, there, you know, right? Yeah, communication at least, but I'm not entirely sure what to make of that yeah. either. I mean, does, that, yep. to me, though, that suggests that it's, he's planning to play at some point, right? If he says, I'm not ready to play sure. yet, I need think. time. That yeah. that sounds like, yeah. hey, just give me a little time and then we'll be good. Now, again, who? <laughs> hey, it's April. Oh, I'm just not mentally ready to play play yet, right? We don't <laughs> yeah. know a, a timeline here, but I mean, I think that's at least a somewhat positive development if we're looking at if we're hoping to see him play, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see. So, uh, just programming note: we are not planning to record this this uh, type of show over the weekend. But if something major yeah. happens, we'll we'll pop in and you know probably invariably give some thoughts. Or if there's an absolutely bananas game that we uh, just feel like we uh, my my kind of loose rule, and I'm I'm throwing this at Trevor live here is if we exchange probably more than four or five texts about something, <laughs> then, <laughs> then it's probably it's time to jump on the mics yep. and and, a, and at least bring a show. So we'll 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 kind of see where that goes. But uh, but guys, enjoy the first weekend of games or a couple early afternoon games. I know we've got a decent chunk international uh, viewers and listeners. Mm. So good, good for you guys. I always think about that when uh, when when, when that, those happen, how, how great that is for for them to be able to see see it live. So, yeah, super excited uh, for you know our first full weekend of NBA. Basketball. That's right. It's going to be a good time. Uh, make sure you guys do subscribe right here to the NBA front office YouTube channel. We're truly appreciative of all the support that we've gotten since starting this up. So make sure you do subscribe. Don't forget, we can also check out our podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, where 
wherever uh, you do listen to podcasts. Make sure that you also turn on notifications here on the YouTube channel so you get notified as soon as we put out a new video. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe and see ya.